This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This is World Cafe. I'm Rena Duras. For our Sense of Place series, we visit different cities around the country and the world and dig into the local music scene. This week, we are in Provo, Utah, and one of the experts on Provo's music scene is Zach Collier. Zach is the co-founder and editor of Provo Music Magazine, which publishes in both print and online. Today, Zach joins me to share some of the most exciting new artists working in Provo and some of the sounds he feels define the city, including a genre he believes is unique to Provo. Here's our conversation. Enjoy. So you founded Provo Music Magazine. Could you tell us how that publication started and why you wanted to to make a music magazine for Provo? Yeah. Um, so it kind of came out of a necessity. So I'm originally from like the Portland area. Um, I'm from Vancouver, Washington, just across the river. And uh, I've loved music. I played in bands in high school. And then I came here and I heard that there was a music scene and I was really excited and I couldn't find anything about it. And my freshman year, I just kind of made music in my bedroom and like didn't really leave campus. And it wasn't until uh, one of my friends, her name was Chloe. She was like, there's this band called Imagine Dragons that you have to come see. I'm like, who? And uh, anyway, we went to Valor and I saw Imagine Dragons it was sold out and but there were like only 300 people there. And they, I saw them and I was like, this is what I want to do. This is awesome. Why did I not know that this existed? And so, you know, I went away for, you know, uh, Latter-day Saint mission and then came back. I played in a couple bands and my first band broke up around the time that my wife got sick. She almost died our first year of marriage, kind of a freak thing. She had uh, just a weird stomach paralysis thing where the nerve in her stomach that moved food from her stomach to her intestines just stopped working. So it was really complicated, really strange. Uh, and I didn't have a lot of time for music and my band had broken up. So I was like really isolated. I was going to school, dealing with all the medical stuff and I wanted to go to concerts or at least discover new music. And there was nowhere to do that. Anyway, so I just started, I was like, well, it looks like I'm the guy that's already creeping on the internet on everybody. So I guess I'll just compile what I find and, and go from there. So, um, and then my best friend and bassist from uh, pretty much every band I've played in. Uh, he helped me out and we started Reach Provo, which ran while we were in college. And then we gave it away to another studio here. And then when they moved to LA, they gave it back to us and we rebranded and, and relaunched during the pandemic. What has the reaction from the music scene here been to having a magazine suddenly that's covering Provo? So there's two arms of that. Like for all the musicians, they say, thank you. It's about time. Like, thanks. I can find people. I know who to play with. You know, it's been like this aha moment. And it's been really good to, like, bring the community together. Um, For everybody else, they're very confused. One, because newspaper's dead. So when it shows up on their doorstep, like, one time I was helping with deliveries. And I dropped one on a doorstep and kept going. And these two girls came up behind me. And they're like, I hate it when people fly or this is so, oh, local music. Cool. You know, so (laughs) they went like, why did somebody put something on my door? And then they're really excited about it. And most people don't know that even here, you know, that it's as talented as it is. I don't know. That's amazing that you um, have a print. Like you actually print this magazine. Yeah. How do you keep that sustainable? Good question. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's just, we're not a nonprofit, right? But it's kind of got the nonprofit vibe, right? Like uh, every, we don't do 
unpaid internships. You know, we don't ask people to contribute, you know, for free. Everything we do is paid. We don't pay a lot, but all of, there's a lot of musicians who also like talking about music. And so they make some side money writing for the magazine and talking to their friends and, you know, um, sharing advice. And so all of the money that goes to us kind of is redirected back into the music scene. Um, so that's been uh, really interesting to see the reaction of local businesses saying like, yeah, we, we want to do that. So. So you've gotten to know the music scene in Provo pretty well then, I'd probably say. maybe better than almost anybody. Um, what would you say is something that maybe a genre or something that's unique to this area? Yeah. So this is in no way a household name here in the state of Utah, but uh, kind of what Provo Music Magazine staff has been calling it is Dusty Deseret. And uh, it's just a really unique take on like folk rock um, with interesting textures and lyrical themes that are very regionally distinct. So I should ask you, because that word might be unfamiliar to uh, some of our listeners, what is what does Deseret mean? Yeah. All right. So American history here. Uh, long story short, the Mormons got kicked out of America and had to settle the West, right? So that's how we ended up in the middle of the desert. And um, the Utah Territory was originally called Deseret Territory. And so Mormons settled from like Chihuahua, Mexico, all the way up into like Cardston, Alberta, um, and uh, Idaho and Montana. So there were settlements all over the place. And so the state was like three times bigger. Um, it went from like northern Arizona all the way up into Idaho. Um, and it was cut down once uh, the state was accepted into the United States. Um, but it was called the Territory of Deseret or the State of Deseret. And Deseret is a word from the Book of Mormon that means honeybee. And so the beehive state, Exactly. I'm understanding everything's yeah, coming together news, now for me. You got the beehive, you know, <laughs> yeah. So symbol of industry. Right. So. Okay. So, uh, you, you've brought some examples of Provo music. Um, could you give us an example of a song where we can hear what dusty Deseret sounds like? Absolutely. I think the quintessential dusty Deseret song is wildflower by the national parks. Okay. So what should we listen for in here? All right. So. I want you guys to listen to an acoustic piano that shows up, right? Uh, kind of, it's it's tremolo guitars. They're really clean tremolo guitars uh, that are used as like a sustained texture, uh, but they're not like like psychedelic tremolo. You know what I mean? Like just a little bit, a little bit of twang, um, and then a lot of conversation about cute romance and nature, <laughs> right? So there's the national parks with wildflower. My eyes, my eyes, I'm staring at the ceiling For a while, for a while, my heart's got this feeling My eyes, my eyes, my eyes, they must be more for seeing And I know, and I know, that everybody's dreaming They grow, they grow, like titans or it seems And I know, I know, I must be planted for a reason Skies. I could be a wildflower Yeah, I could be a wildflower On World Cafe, you just heard Wildflower from the National Parks. I'm Raina Duras. I'm here in Provo, Utah with Zach Collier. Uh, he's from Provo Music Magazine, and he's brought us some music today from bands that are from the Provo area, from Utah. Uh, so we just heard the National Parks, and that was an example of the dusty Deseret sound that you were talking about earlier. What are we going to hear next? All right. So dusty Deseret 
is really interesting because it's folk rock, right? You can, you know, or folk pop is what a lot of online curators will, you know, they tend to grab these, these bands, but um, it's not folk and it's not quite rock. And I think the reason why is because everybody came out of Provo where there are no practice spaces and they're mostly from out of state. So you don't have mom's basement. So you're just in your dorm room playing the acoustic guitar. That's so, really interesting. Yeah. So they have to be quiet so they don't piss off their roommates. <laughs> and then later, once their band gains some traction and they finally do have a practice space, so they're playing bigger shows, they're like, we got to fill this out. And so it starts as acoustic music and turns electric and then ends up this new thing. Um, so all of these bands kind of have that kind of folksy lilt to it. Um, but yeah, lots of washy, reverby textures and kind of spacious and spooky. So the next song, uh, I think, is a perfect example of regional distinction. So it's got really, like, if you know, you know lyrics. And I'll explain that. Um, do you want me to explain it now? Yeah, before? yeah. Explain it for All right. So this song is called Bones by Rip Cassette. And it doesn't have as many acoustic textures. It's very washy and reverby. But uh, the first verse tells the story. It says, I walked in, I saw you in my eyes singing church hymns in a common room. Cold water baptized my soul. Smooth lips that kiss in a dorm room in Idaho. Right? Why in the world would a girl be singing church hymns in a common room? Right? And that's because all of these common room areas in Provo on Sunday night have ward prayer where everybody gets together, it's like your social thing and you say a good night prayer together and then you peace out, right? But it's kind of like the social event. So he walked into a common room, saw her doing that, right? And he's like, wow, she's cute, singing them hymns, you know, like why I ought to go talk to her, you know, like that sort of thing. So you got some, some kind of cringe Mormon flirtation, but it's done in a really artsy, tasteful way. And then he makes this reference where it says, you know, cold water baptized my soul, right? That's a religious theme, but smooth lips that kiss in a dorm room in Idaho. Deseret covers the territory of Idaho, right? And BYU has a sister school called BYU-Idaho. So this oh. happened in Rexburg, Idaho, in, at a ward prayer when he saw this girl. So if you're Mormon, you can catch these references. It all Nobody makes else sense. would know. Yeah. It just sounds really esoteric. Like, ooh, he's using religion as like this thing. No, it's very literal. This like, like happened, you know? So anyway, it's really cool. Okay, let's listen to it. This is Bones from Rip Cassette on World Cafe. I walked in. I saw you in my eyes singing church hymns in a common room I knew it then, let's not pretend Cold water baptized my soul Smooth lips that kiss in a dorm room in Idaho I loved you more than you could know Sometimes I feel it in my bones And I lose control just heard a song called Bones from Rip Cassette. I am in Provo with Zach Collier. He's my guest today on World Cafe. I'm Raina Duras. Zach Collier is the founder of Provo Music Magazine, and he's playing some songs from some bands from Provo with deep Provo uh, influences. And the next one is a band that people have probably heard of called The Killers. 
Well, tell us about the killers. Tell us about this song that you've chosen because it's specific to Utah. Yeah, it's uh, well, that whole whole record is a concept album about Nephi, Utah, where Brandon Flowers grew up, right? And you know, he uh, they claim Las Vegas because that's where they met and formed. Las Vegas is actually a Mormon settlement, like. Las Vegas was us, and like I actually did not know that. Yeah, the the gambling was the mob, but you know the actual settlement was Mormons. So oh. you, you've got a lot of Mormons in Las Vegas. Um, it's a it huge, seems like it is so counterintuitive. I know this <laughs> is hidden. They all live in like Henderson and you know all the the surrounding areas. But uh, yeah, so this is a perfect example of how this influence these folky Utah textures influence uh, the their sound. And so uh, this song West Hills. Um, like the Dusty Deseret sound is not religious music, right? Even though it makes reference to it. And this deals with a with the Utah opioid epidemic, right? There's not a lot of drug running here, but the abuse of prescription medications is a real problem. And so this is a whole narrative about that. And so the whole song, he talks about uh, leaving to the West Hills, right? You got the East Mountains behind us and the West Hills are across the lake. Right. Oh, okay. So that's that you guys can see what he's what he's writing about here. Uh, yeah, like I'm literally there. looking at the East Mountains behind you right now as we record this. And they're huge. They're and the huge. Western ones are smaller, right? So it's kind of about this guy who doesn't fit in and he runs away and rejects established religion because he'd instead of having priests, you know, in Latter Day Saint theology, the laying on of hands is placed on your head, right? You can get a blessing of comfort, and it's kind of our. our mysticism, right? That, that sort of thing. And so when he says, where the light can place his loving hands on my head, peaceful and still, right? He's like rejecting structure to be away and just be like, the sun can do that. I just want the sun to touch my head and not, you know, yeah, religion. So anyway, it's a, it's a good drama and it's a perfect example of those textures getting infused into an existing band. Here's The Killers with West Hills on World Cafe. We drive up the mouth of the canyon On hillbilly heroin pills We get out and watch the sunset Peaceful and still Cafe. I'm Raina Duris, and you just heard West Hills from The Killers. That song was chosen by my guest today, Zach Collier. He's the founder of Provo Music Magazine, and I'm talking to him today in Provo. Uh, we have another song here that you want to play for us, and it's by an artist named Maya Hicken. And when I was listening to this song earlier, I, you know, the lyrics really caught me. They're very interesting. I want, I want you to talk about this song, what, what it's all about. What resonated with you? Well, just, it sounds like she is sort of there's conflict within her about is she kind of rebelling against what maybe a stereotypical Mormon woman is supposed to be like, yeah. uh, and how that's been perceived by men she has been involved with. Is that feels like where yeah. it's going? I know. I think the the thing that just Maya is a great storyteller, and I love both of her projects. This her solo stuff is very Dusty Deseret, but I have to make a recommendation if you like 
twinkly emo, right? Like Midwest emo or like pop punk. Drusky is the other band that she fronts and it's phenomenal and equally as poignant. But this song, the lyrics that, that hit me were maybe if I dressed more modest or if I still had my virginity, maybe I should lose the nose ring or did my tattoos make you leave? That the same line that got me. Like it feels so specific. Yeah. And that's, I mean, anybody who's been on TikTok, like if you're running you know, the ex-evangelical or ex-Mormon, you know, things, a lot of the things that they talk about is purity culture and, you know, this double standard and modesty and not dressing too revealing. And uh, I think the thing that I think my generation, millennials and younger, realize that it's all pretty silly. I think a lot of that conformity comes out of like post-war America, where it's very regimented and duty and uniforms. And, you know, you've got the clear in-group and out-group. And it's like, well, everybody's responsible for their own actions. It doesn't matter how somebody looks or what they're wearing, just be respectful and control yourself. It's also an interesting one because even though it is really specific, uh, it feels relatable. Like, yeah, maybe you you had a relationship where it wasn't like your tattoos, but everybody's been in some kind of relationship with someone where you're wondering what it was about you that made it not work, yeah. even if that wasn't what it was that made it not work. You know? Maya's so good at that. <laughs> yeah. She, she's really, she's one of those songwriters that can take really specific things and make them universal. And even as a man, I mean, I have one tattoo, but I've never had a nose ring, but I was like, oh, my heart. Yeah. You know, gosh. So. Let's listen to it. Here's Maya Hicken with The Reasons I'm Alone on World Cafe. I know I was never what you Maya Hicken on World Cafe. That song is called The Reasons I'm Alone. We're talking about Provo music today on the show for our Sense of Place Provo series with Zach Collier. He's the founder of Provo Music Magazine. And uh, you've been playing his songs by other Provo musicians, but you yourself are a Provo musician. So before we go, uh, I want to ask you about your band. You are in a band called Michael Barrow and the Tourists. Tell us what you do in the band. Yeah, so I'm the keyboard player. So, uh, and the band likes to joke that I also play marketing. So it's my primary instrument. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I play keyboards, organ, e-piano, stuff like that. Okay. Can you pick a song for us, uh, for us to sort of play us out today? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you want to find one in the Dusty Deseret style, uh, this song is called Tell Me How to Get to You. And it features some nice folky whistles and cutesy lyrics about falling in love in Provo. This is Tell Me How to Get to You from Michael Barrow and the Tourists featuring my guest today, Zach Collier. Zach, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Let me explain. When I saw you on the corner, I just had to take a second to breathe. And I can't be blamed for how I stared. 
Ask for your face. I realize the past twenty-eight years I've been living stuck in a haze inside my head. Tell me how to get to you. I don't know what else to do. Suddenly, I feel something new. Tell me how to get to you. You just heard. Tell me how to get to you from Michael Barrow and the Tourists. My guest today, Zach Collier, plays keys in that band. He's also the co-founder and editor of Provo Music Magazine. Thank you again to Zach for that segment and for all the help you gave us in navigating Provo's music scene for our Sense of Place Provo series. I'm Raina Duras, back in a moment with more World Cafe. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. 